You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're continuing our series called The Lamp of the Lord, the, the flashlight of the Lord, the, the guidance of the Lord. That's really what we're talking about. And Proverbs 20, 27, our text scripture, and this is the Jerusalem translation, says this, Man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh, searching his deepest self. In other words, it says that the deepest part of our being is the spirit. And it is by the Spirit that we are guided. God puts His Spirit in our spirit. And because the Holy Spirit is in our spirit, then God guides us through that. In other words, God can't guide you apart from working in your spirit. He uses your own spirit to guide you. And that's what this is teaching. And that's why it was so important for people to be born again. Jesus introduced that idea. It was an idea foreign to the Jewish people because Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, didn't understand it at all, didn't recognize the term, had no familiarity with it. And uh, But Jesus revealed it. And um, what we have in the New Testament is this total makeover of the Spirit so that now our spirits can carry the presence of the Lord, and that's how we are guided. Now, God's leadings are connected to His purposes. And if you expect to receive the leading of the Lord without a surrendering to the purpose of God, you're going to be in trouble because God guides us according to His purposes. In other words, God is not guiding us just for us to get tips on the stock market or ideas for how to invest our money or how to do this or that or the other. God guides us in accordance with the plan that He establishes for our lives. And when you surrender to that plan and you recognize that plan, uh, then you're going to receive guidance. Guidance comes to people who have surrendered to the will of God. Uh, Look at Acts chapter 13, verse 2. I'm reading the Moffat's translation, and it says, As they were worshiping the Lord. Well, this is a number of prophets and teachers and a number of ministers who were in the church at Antioch. Among them, there were Saul and Barnabas, and they were worshiping the Lord. Uh, The worship of God is our highest and most basic purpose. In other words... They are saying, God, we are going to follow your general direction. See, a lot of people want specific direction when they do not follow the general direction. And if you want specifics, you need to obey in the generalities. Obey the general things, you'll get the specifics down. And that's what this is teaching us. And so they were worshiping the Lord. Uh, Listen to what Revelation 4.11 says, New King James Version. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. All things were created, are created, for your pleasure is what King James Bible says. So 
We were created to give God pleasure. And when we need guidance and direction, I think one of the best things to do is just to default to your most basic place as a, as a created human being, and that is to worship God. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. You're worthy. And, and without any expectation of God giving you anything back, you're just giving him worship at that moment. Some of my greatest leadings, some of my greatest answers in my walk with God have come after a time of worship, when I was worshiping the Lord. And it put me in a place to receive from God because I had returned and reminded myself of my most basic purpose, which is to give God glory. Uh, let's read it again. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Come, set me apart, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Now, this word that came forth, and it could have come through a prophecy given by one of the ministers who was there. It could have come through uh, a, a tongue and the interpretation of a tongue. There, It could have been just a revelation and someone said, I just believe that God is saying this to me. It could have come any number of ways. The, the, the scripture doesn't tell us exactly what vehicle God used to proclaim this word to them. It just says the Spirit said it. And so this word of guidance pointed Barnabas and Saul to a purpose that they had already surrendered to. Now notice this. He said, set me apart, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Now this is interesting, it's, it's, and it's very insightful. God is not going to use another person to direct your life. And that's a very dangerous thing. God will use another person to confirm what he has already put in your heart, but he's going to talk to you first. That's God's plan. The idea that someone is going to come in from out of the clear blue and begin to lay down God's plan for your life, that's a very dangerous thing. And how do I know this? I know it because the essential nature and character of God is he's not an intruder. Listen to this. This totally destroys the notion that God's an intruder. Revelation 3.20, Jesus is talking, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. You know, when God created the earth, he didn't invite Satan in. Satan came as an intruder. Uh, John 10, the Bible says, all that came before the Lord into the earth from outside the earth, all of them were thieves and robbers. Jesus taught that in John 10. The devil was a thief and a robber. He came in without knocking. God does not come into anything without being invited. Jesus said, I will approach you. I stand at the door and knock, um, but I'm not going to come in and make you do anything. That's not God. We say, well, the Lord made me do this. No, God doesn't make people do things. God gives people an opportunity to do things. He may guide you toward a thing, but he will not make you do those things. So the purposes for your life are revealed in what God has said to you. And, and one of the ways that we see this is in our heart's desires. Now, 
what a lot of people don't understand is that God wants to lead you to where you really in your deepest self want to go. God put that desire in you. God made you for purposes. And the purposes He created you for are things that will fulfill you. God knows you better than you know yourself. And the thing that He calls you to was made for you. It is meant for you. It fits you. You will enjoy it. It will be something that you want to do. There was a time after I read a book where I, I was afraid God wanted me to me, me be a missionary in some distant third world country. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a pastor. I knew I was supposed to be a pastor. I had I, God had put that call on me. But for whatever reason, I think I read a book and it was about missions and I felt guilty that I was not a missionary. And so I began to feel guilty for not wanting to go. And, and, and Christians use all of these terminologies and these ways of saying things that totally confuse people as to the character of God. Uh, this is one thing people say all the time. Uh, I surrendered to preach. Oh, are you kidding me? I hate that term. I surrendered to preach. Uh, what does that mean? Well, I didn't want to, but God hogtied me. Listen, I preached because I wanted to preach. God put a burning desire and a yearning in my heart to want to explain things to His people. I didn't surrender to preach. And let me tell you how I know that that's not accurate. You never hear anybody say, well, you know, I surrendered to be a plumber. I surrendered to be a carpenter. I surrendered to be a stockbroker. You never hear anybody say that. You know, God leads people into all of those different professions. God leads people to be farmers. I'm so glad because I like to eat. Now, I don't like farming. I tried it once. I worked one summer doing some plowing, and I absolutely hated it. It was not for me. That's not what God called me to do. I think it's neat. I'm really glad some people like to be farmers, and, uh, but I'm not one of them. And, and so I know farmers, and I know guys who love what they do, and they are eaten up with it. It is something that they are called to, but they didn't have to surrender to it. It was something that God gave them. He put it in their hearts. So most people think that the only way that they can fully surrender to God's will is to somehow enter ministry full-time. And uh, but, but really, uh, what we're doing, we're saying, I'm yielding to God's purpose for my life. But I think when you say surrender, I think that makes it a little bit misleading. It's as if you don't really want to do this. Listen to what the Scripture says in the Weymouth translation of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. For it is God Himself whose power creates within you, now listen to this, both the desire and the power to execute His gracious will. God gives you the desires, gives you those desires that you have. He puts those, those deepest desires that you have, God puts those in your heart. Psalm 37, 4, the Jerusalem Bible. Make Yahweh your only joy, and He will give you what your heart desires. So when we follow God and want to learn about God and, and, and we draw close to God, those desires that build up in our hearts, those come from Him. And He uses those things to guide us, to lead us into where He wants to take us. So God's leadings are connected to His purpose. And so when you are 
keen on pursuing God's purpose. God, what's my purpose? And I can tell you the purpose that God has for you is something that you're going to want to do. And the way some people talk about it, the only acceptable purpose is ministry, and that's not so. Uh, God calls people to all kinds of different vocations. Well, that is all the time we have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow, so don't dare miss it. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening. Thank you.